volvieron. Los McNugget Buddies are back at McDonald's. Y ahora tienen un nuevo look, diseñado por el streetwear designer Kerwin Frost. Cada buddy tiene su propio vibe, pero cuando el squad está completo, se ven fire. Complete your buddy squad ordenando the Kerwin Frost Box. Cada caja incluye un buddy, tu elección de una Big Mac o unos Timpy's Chicken McNuggets, papitas medianas y un refresco mediano. Disponible desde el 11 de diciembre. Para pa pa pa. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. Ah, come on. Feeling like you might freak out? Try Guaranteed Ride Home from Commuter Connections. If you ride share to work, you are eligible to receive a couple of free rides home each year. Guaranteed. Why freak out about getting home in case of illness, unexpected emergencies, or unscheduled overtime? Register or renew today for free at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. From the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C., you are on the hill. Tom Fitzgerald here with you, and we appreciate you uh, joining us as always. Corey Burr is the Senior Vice President at Sotheby's International Realty. That sounds really nice, really important. Well, it's a great company. It is cool. It is cool. Uh, Corey uh, joined us on the television program this morning to talk about Amazon's uh, impact on real estate. Uh, the company had announced last year they are moving their second headquarters uh, outside of Washington, D.C. to an area known currently as Crystal City, but will soon become known as National Landing. And it's had a massive effect on the housing prices and the housing availability in our area. Corey, welcome down the hill. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, um, sketch for people who are not in the D.C. area what it was like last year when Amazon made this announcement. You you knew right away, didn't you, that, that this was going to have a, a pretty massive effect on, on the housing market here? There was great anticipation leading up to the decision. Nobody knew it was going to come here. There was a feeling that we were in the final running, but it just wasn't sure until it was announced. And then when it was announced and when they decided on the location, uh, it was just a huge immediate effect on real estate in that area. You know, Washington's always had this reputation as being, you know, a government town. You know, it's, you know, it's either the government or lobbying or, you know, maybe, you know, national organizations, stuff like that. Amazon literally is, you know, one of the biggest businesses on the planet right now. So does that change people's perception of, of this area that we're not just this, you know, government town on the northern edge of the southern United States? That's a great point because Amazon is a $900 billion market cap company. And for them to decide to relocate their HQ2 here it does give us immediate credibility. And apart from the 25,000 people who are going to be coming here over the next uh, 10 years, think of all the ancillary services that are going to take place. Uh, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg. And because of the wonderful infrastructure that's gone on with the area, now some people might question me on that, but I remember in high school when the metro opened up in the late 70s mm -hmm. and Connecticut and Wisconsin avenues were literally just wood boards that I we remember. had to drive over. <laughs> One of the few times 
My father was in three wars. I think the only time I've ever seen my father driven to tears was in 1975 (laughs) because every road he tried to get down here was like covered over or dug up or blocked over. And there really was there really are two Washingtons, a pre-metro Washington and a a post-metro Washington. So as much as you, you are correct, as much as maybe people do complain, rightfully so in some cases, about how things could be better. Uh, it used to be a heck of a lot worse. Yes. Uh, the metro has just uh, opened up the city uh, considerably. And my own personal feeling from having been here since 1965 as a child is Washington's just getting started. You know, you look at the great capitals of the world, and they've been around for hundreds of years. I mean, just in our country, New York started, you know, as almost as early as, uh, you know, the 1600s because mm-hmm. it was such an incredible port city. But Washington, uh, beyond just being the seat of the federal government, now is just blossoming. Uh, Some of the data that you provided here on uh, Amazon's H2Q effect uh, is eye-opening. I'm not going to rattle our our podcast audience over the head with numbers because it's hard to kind of follow numbers when you're listening to a podcast. But a couple of these stick out. And that's in, in Crystal City, Virginia, which is right across the river. Uh, from Washington, D.C. into Virginia. Um, if you've ever landed at Washington National Reagan Airport, that's right where uh, Amazon's going to be close by to that. The median home sale prices are up 51% to $815,000. The average number of days on the market, five. Now, Corey, on the television program, you were talking about what what do we make of that? Are these actual homeowners coming in and moving in? Or is this a speculative market? I think there's some homeowners, but I think it's mostly speculative at this point. It might be some people relocating to that spot because they think it's going to be great over the next 10 or 15 years. But I think it's a lot of speculators. Uh, Anecdotally, we've heard of a lot of uh, studios and one bedrooms selling sight unseen to speculators, all cash. And that's the foundation for an incredible market for years to come. Now, we don't exactly know quite who these Amazon employees are yet. So that does have an impact on on what type of housing. Uh, You mentioned studios and apartments, but I imagine there's going to be some families uh, moving in with this as as well too. So as someone in the realty company, what does that mean for you as far as trying to find, you know, a cross-section of housing that's possibly available to the people who come here and and, want to live and work here so there are going to be some people who want to be very close to where they work there are going to be others who don't want to be within five minutes of where they work and so just like we do with any buyer in any situation we're going to size up what their needs are and we're going to figure out what the solution is some people might like to be a little bit south of this national landing in alexandria where there's it's very walk friendly and you can hop on the metro and be there in one or two stops Others are going to want to be in the district on the yellow or blue line within walking distance of those. And those two lines cover a great amount of uh, space, uh, geographic area within the District of Columbia. Others may want to be up in Maryland. Uh, So it's hard to know exactly where all these 25,000 people are going to land. I've heard you mention Metro a couple of times in in our discussions here. How critical is that? You know, when somebody comes in, they looking to purchase or, you know, buy a place that it does have easy access to metro rail well the big hit on the region is the other roads 
and there are a lot of people who simply are have a life goal of giving up their car and they want to be just within walking <coughs> distance of places or on a metro uh, ride to places much like new york city uh it's a new ethos and if they need a car they'll uh, get an Uber or they'll rent something for the weekend. Point of pride of a lot of New Yorkers as well, too, that you just don't have a car. Yes. And it's a lot less expensive if you can <laughs> live life without one. No, because it comes with the parking and all the other stuff that goes along with it, too. Um, I'm sure you've, you've tracked the conversation that has gone on in our, in our area about making sure that the impact of Amazon's housing footprint um, includes everyone. Um, and there have been some concerns in some circles about people on the lower end of the income bracket maybe being forced out of some areas or, or, or priced out of those areas. Last week, Amazon announced that they were uh, uh, bringing $20 million to Arlington County uh, for moderate and low-income housing. Um, is there a place in our area moving forward uh, for middle- and lower-income housing even when somebody as large as Amazon comes into an area? This is a national issue. It's a national problem. And our lawmakers need to address this in a big way, or else we're going to end up with more situations like we see out in California. Is construction part of that, though, when some of these new projects are maybe green-lighted, that from the get-go, it's decided that that will be included in the, because it's sometimes hard to go back after the fact yes and then include that in a previous project it needs to be done up front so that <coughs> people know that the space is there and it's planned properly um so the 20 million dollars that amazon just pledged to the affordable housing fund um it's huge for that organization they can potentially buy land on which they can build buildings now as opposed to just providing housing assistance and uh, so I hope that more will be done in that way and it really needs to be addressed not only just in that tight area of national landing but it needs to be done uh, in the District of Columbia and in the region. Uh, not again. Feeling like you might freak out? Try Guaranteed Ride Home from Commuter Connections. If you ride share to work, you're eligible for a couple of free rides home each year, guaranteed. Why freak out about getting home in case of illness, unexpected emergencies, or unscheduled overtime? Register or renew today for free at commuterconnections.org or 800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. How has the internet changed your business? We're talking uh, about Amazon here. You know, we look at how they've revolutionized, you know, <coughs> regular sales of all kinds of things. How's that manifested in your business? Well, it's changed things a great deal. Uh, buyers have much more access to the uh, information than they used to have. They almost always had to get it through the realtor. Now, many times they know just as much as a lot of realtors. And uh, so it's kind of the... Uh, the bear in the closet at some point somebody's going to figure out the way to have the internet uh, take over a lot of the role of realtors i don't think they'll ever get rid of uh, be able to get rid of realtors altogether because it's such a big decision that people want someone to give them the confidence in their purchase and that can't be gotten just by running numbers and statistics so um when we look at the medium home prices in uh 
Virginia zip code uh, 22202. That's Arlington area. That's national landing. Yeah, $300,000 over the last year. That's a market increase. Um, if it's not just speculation in the market, are, are, do we need more supply? Do we need more construction over there? Um, because people have previously only known that as like an office building area over there. Is there enough you know, apartment, condo space available right now? Well, no, I think more needs to be built, yeah. particularly with 25,000 people, and many of whom I think will want to be quite near. Um, really, there is a shortage of uh, good housing supply that the current set of buyers want to buy nationwide. And it's up to municipalities to loosen up the laws for tearing down properties and having them rebuilt. Uh, there are builders who are there, but they shun a lot of geographic areas because uh, they just can't do things legally. Mm-hmm. One of the things we hear out there in the you know, stratosphere about millennials is that millennials uh, are disruptive in traditional markets. And one of the traditional markets that they've said to have been disruptive is, is in real estate, that they don't like to buy things. They don't like to own things. Is that something that you've seen grow or is more being made of that maybe than, than really the evidence bears out? I don't want to get political, but I think that for an eight-year period after the meltdown in 08, there was a feeling among younger people that the American dream was kind of evaporating. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen in the last couple of years, as the stock market has shot up, as there's greater job security... Uh, as there are more young people starting families, I think these people want the American dream just as much as every past generation. And we're seeing them flood the market purchasing right now. And when you say home American dream, you mean home ownership? Yes. Does that still um, hold weight with people? I think home so. Home ownership? Yes, most definitely. Uh, it dropped from the 66% range to about 64% during the meltdown. But it's rising back up right now. Um, it's been 11 years now since the bubble burst. Um, there have always been these conversations about, oh, could it happen again? Will it happen again? What's your read on where we are with that again? If there was some kind of uh, interruption in the growth that we've seen over the last couple of years. Obviously, when we're talking about 51% home increase uh, in Crystal City doesn't seem like that that's going to be a problem in, in, in our area regionally. But um, are, are, are we recovered fully from 2008 that if there were some type of um, stumble along the way that the impact would not have been severe as we saw 11 years ago? So having been a realtor for 32 years, I saw the run-up in the late 80s. I saw the run-up in the early 2000s, and I'm witnessing the run-up right now. This seems more sustainable right now, and I'm not quite sure what it is, but I think it's a younger generation that hasn't fully embraced home ownership yet that needs to buy properties. The interest rates are at a much lower level than they had been in the prior two upswings. And so uh, even if they were to jump up a percentage point to the mid fours, it's still very affordable to get a 30-year fixed mortgage. But when we talk about the interest rates, there is responsible lending and then there's irresponsible lending. We saw a lot of irresponsible lending leading up to the crash in 2008. Have those practices been corrected now 
um, where we are not setting people up to fail, in other words? So lending got very restrictive between 2009 and about 2013. And very slowly, the lending companies loosened up their regulations. We're nowhere near where we were in that crazy period from 2003 to 2008. But there are more programs and there's better uh, ability for qualification now. So it's smarter. Yes, it's much smarter. And one of the reasons I focus on young people is they do tend to be the ones that listen to podcasts for, for, for the most part. So if somebody is out there and, you know, they've kicked around the idea of, of home ownership, where do they start? The first question they have to ask themselves is, will I be in this area and do I want to live in one spot for at least three to five years? If they can't answer that yes, then they should continue to rent. But once they've got a job that they love in an area that they love, there's no reason to throw away money with rent. They should uh, put up some money for a down payment and get a mortgage, which they can probably qualify for quite easily. I know that student debt is something that we have to contend with, but uh, a lot of the ratios, loan-to-value ratios, are quite beneficial right now, and these lenders want to lend money to younger people. So if you can pass the time test, then go ahead and buy something. Um, for you and your colleagues in, in your in industry, you talked about how long you've been in the business, how you've you know kind of seen the, the, the rising and the lowering of tides along the way. Uh, plug that in for Amazon. Have you ever seen anything like this come to this area or come to any area for that matter? So particularly in Washington, that's a government-run town yeah. with all the other businesses that are contractors to the government. This is just a, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of deal to have this big of, a, of an action taken by such a large company. And who knows what the future will bring? They might decide to double it in the next mm -hmm. 20 or 30 years. Who knows? It reminds me, well, there was a book um, by the late newscaster David Brinkley. Uh, probably about 30 years ago now. It's called Washington Goes to War. And what Brinkley did at this book was track the difference in Washington, D.C. before World War II to after World War II. Mm -hmm. And the processes and the offices and the people and the buildings that all had to be brought here for the United States to conduct World War II transformed the area. And I do see some of that now in return to Amazon, that it is transformative in a way that you maybe not have seen in a generation. Is, is, is that a feeling amongst you folks? It's so interesting that you brought that up because that was the true time when Washington took off was World War II. And I think in the next 50 years, it's going to be the private sector doing that rather than just government related. And this is a great first step in that direction. And it seems to be the way a trend of a lot of businesses are going too. Like we had a, uh, a guest in a couple of weeks ago from NASA and a lot of the things that maybe in the 1960s would have been exclusively the domain of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration are now private companies, whether mm -hmm. it's SpaceX or whether it's you know, uh, any number of other private space companies, uh, that seems to be kind of driving the car right now. Yep. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming in, telling us all about this. My pleasure. Uh, it's an exciting time to be in Washington, uh, not only for you know folks that cover politics, but also people out in, in the business world like yourself. So we appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, Corey Burr has been our guest today on the Hill. He is the Senior Vice President of Sotheby's International 
Realty. How long have you been in Washington, D.C.? Well, my parents moved here in 1965 when I was two years old. Good, long time. Good long time. Yes. And you've... Uh, you, uh, I, I trust you were able to celebrate the Washington Nationals as well, too. So, Oh, my gosh. As a, as a native st- Washingtonian, that was probably uh, something that's going to carry you through 2019. They left when I was seven years old, and I couldn't be happier right now. Well, it makes it a little bit sweeter for those of you who I know lost those teams and then to have it come back. A lot of people were happy they followed them since 2005. But for you folks uh, who were here when they left, I, I, I especially am happy. because I'm on cloud nine forever now. <laughs> As you should be. All right, Corey Burr, we thank you, and we thank you for uh, joining us on the Hill this time. I'm Tom Fitzgerald from the studios of Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. We'll see you back here next time. Encuentra en The Home Depot nuestros mejores ahorros de temporada en almacenaje seleccionado, hecho para ti. Obtén cajas resistentes HDX para proteger tus herramientas o almacenar tu equipo deportivo con su tapa reforzada con cierres y un diseño apilable para conservar tus decoraciones navideñas, como series de luces y estos muchachos. Ahorra más con hasta 25% menos en almacenaje seleccionado por Internet en The Home Depot. Haces más, logras más.